0: 7654321. I'm a hustler. Actor creative Carlos Mendoza showcases and talks to a variety
1: of dope and tenacious artists. Let's get it in. Let's get after it. Welcome to Tenacious Talk with Carlos Mendoza. Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, today's guest is a San Francisco native actor, improviser and teaching artist now based in Chi-town, that's Chicago. Uh, (laughs) She's also a member of the improv comedy sports Chicago, uh, who are now streaming virtual matches online and a member of Ratas de Dos Patas, which is an improv collective of four boss women in Chicago. They were nominated for the Luis Valdez Activism Award. What? And won Outstanding Improv Ensemble in 2019. That's true. Yeah. You can watch some of their work right now, which is out on YouTube with a Dia de los Muertos 2020 special. Uh, Also, she's a Leo with a Scorpio rising. (laughs) Everyone, it's Marilene Martinez. What's up, dude?
2: I love that. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me in that introduction, Carlos. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I got you. I got you. I love
2: you. it. You, thank you, fam. Thanks, fam. I am uh, good. Hey, what I'm does
1: that good. mean? What does what is, what is that mean? I've I, honestly, <sighs> okay. I've never heard the whole rising part. So, <gasps> okay, I, so- I, I have to look my shit up because now I'm curious.
2: Great. Okay, so... Astrology is is like a language, right? And languages have different parts. So there is your your regular sign, right? Like what you were born under your general, what's called your sun sign and that's generally the sign most people know, right? People I'm a Leo. Mm. I'm a I'm a what are you? What is your regular your sign? When when were you born? A Taurus. Okay, so a you're a Taurus, right? Yeah. Um so then there's things like your moon sign, your rising sign. And these other two factors also um and those are sort of where uh, different things were placed. So where the moon was when you were born and where certain parts of your chart, right? So there's a whole birth chart. You can break it down. And, you know, the age of Aquarius is up in your chart, all of it, right? So um, your rising sign is uh, pretty much like how your internal processing of like the world, like how how you internally are versus what you externally are perceived as. Um, so mm-hmm. like you are a Taurus and you might be very perceived as a Taurus, Right. Um, however, the way you like our inside might be more akin to whatever your rising sign is. So your, your traits might, might lean towards, um, again, depending on it, then this is all dependent on like what time of the day you were born, where you were born at, all of these different things. Um, but yeah, so for me, I'm a double Leo. So I've got a Leo moon, Leo sun, and I've got a Scorpio rising.
1: So okay. my, my yeah.
2: So it means I my Leo makes me very warm and cuddly and makes me want to like walk around and hug everybody, but my is like, back off. Hold on. Is it safe? Are people cool? <laughs> Hold on. Some shit suspicious. Just keep an yeah. eye out. Like make sure things are okay. Like you walk around with your little spike like this and like ready to just like attack. <laughs> um, hey, I
1: feel I feel that's a great balance though, no crees?
2: I do. Like it's once I I learned about it and I was able to like embrace it and like understand it
1: uh, or
2: become more understanding of it. I'm still learning about it, it. It made certain things make sense. Like they're definitely like the innate, like, I want to be really warm and friendly and welcoming, but something makes me go like this, you know, (laughs) like something like makes Uh, me hold back and be like, no, don't wait, wait. Um, So I feel like it's a good, but now when I feel that sort of struggle or that like internal uh, dissonance, I may want to be like, oh, okay. My body, like. My Scorpio is just trying to take care of me and make sure I'm cool, okay, thanks <laughs>
3: like, yeah it's shit like, that,
2: you know? so like it's just another lens through which to understand things.
1: I feel like it's a great way to like you said to to not only understand things but to understand yourself because when yeah. i when i read when I read some shit about being a Taurus, I'm like, oh yeah that that is kind of true. and i I never perceived myself that way, but mm-hmm. but that makes sense that that makes sense why I act like this sometimes, right. you know.
2: Yeah. So it, I don't know.
1: It's validating.
2: It is like there. And there's sometimes and there's sometimes where it's like you could read it and be like, no, my mess. That's nothing like me. You know, yeah. and then that's also the truth. So like, I don't know. It's, and, and for me, I'm also like, well, that's probably because it's probably related to something else in your chart.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I think you look into that shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, let me look into it. Let me get all the books uh-huh. out. Let me get online. I love it. Well, Marila, how is it being a uh, uh, Leo in, uh, in Chicago, in Chi-Town?
2: Oh, you're Leo's pretty are, you're pretty Leo, new out
1: there. Leo's is it, is it fair to say it. that or no?
2: You know what? It's I I yes and no. Like I want to say yes because I'm still under the 5 year mark, right? Like I haven't been out here. Uh. I've been here officially air quotes um for 3 years. Um mm-hmm. I just celebrated my anniversary. However, Oh
1: shit. Wow. It's been 3 years already, It's huh? been
2: 3 years battle because wow. I've worked so much in the <laughs> bay and, and 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 in other places over the course of these past three years, I've spent essentially 15 months of those three years outside of Chicago. (laughs) Uh, So I, I am like, I, I still feel very new here. There's still lots for me to learn about the city, the people, like everything here. Um, but, yeah, I st- so I still feel like um, for the longest time I was doing the double dutch between here and the Bay. And, mm-hmm. like, now being <laughs> – what's crazy is now that I've been back since June, July, August, October, November, okay, six months. I've now been back officially six months. That is the longest stretch of time I have ever spent in Chicago since I've moved. No. Yeah cuz just thank you a, covid. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks Corona girl. Um, <laughs> thanks for letting me be feel planted. I appreciate you. Um I don't I don't appreciate her. I mean I do and I don't. Um mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like thank you for the lessons and exposing like capitalistic exploitative societies and also you're killing a lot of people, bitch. <laughs> like, a lot. Well, a lot. Well, a lot, and also like, right, the systemic things that come from uh, from those problems, like the right, like people who people who have died because they don't have access to healthcare, people who have died yep. because they don't have access to a variety of resources, right? And that that wasn't Corona's fault, um, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: but she's still out here doing doing some things. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Um, uh, But yeah, so it's it feels it feels interesting to be back and like here at a time. In this, be back for this stretch of time in this way, you know, and like knowing that like we're we're not going to be sort of released back into the wild again as we've known it, probably till like the end of the summer, possibly, you know, like, and at that I'm like, well, it's going to take a while, so we might be looking at hot girl fall, you know, yeah. hot, hot, hot boy yeah. December, all of those things, hey, you know, this
1: is, this is your opportunity to put your time in, into Chicago now, you know, and yeah, get that, get that solid year in.
2: Exactly. I'm going to just, I'm <laughs> going to just pound this pavement up and down while yeah. I'm <laughs> in this cold. Fuck
1: it, dude. <laughs> how's it, how's it been? How's it been working out there? I mean, obviously probably things have changed because of, because of your girl. Because of the girl.
2: Um. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, as a as an actor and improviser, like the the shift to being online, right? And like, what does that look like? And how does that work? And um, so in that regard, like I've I um as you mentioned in your intro, uh, I'm a member of uh, Comedy Sports Chicago, and which is like a national Comedy Sports is a national brand. We are we have and and a lot of cities have uh, Comedy Sports for. For listeners that may not know, Um, so uh, like, there's a comedy sports uh, San Jose. There's a comedy sports LA. There's a comedy sports um, where all over the damn place. There's actually one in Manchester, England. We're international. Um, Oh wow! I really want to set up. up listen. If I can swing it, I will set up comedy sports Mexico City. Okay, like I'm gonna be like, let me just let me go somewhere and run this mother so that I can be like, we are international.
1: There are so many funny ass people in Mexico, dude. Like, first of all, did you, did you know my (laughs) uncle? Did you know my uncle is a clown? Like legit, he's a clown. I love it. He went to clown school in Mexico. I love it.
2: Clowns are my favorite. So hilarious. Some of my favorite people are clowns. Hugo Carrojal. He's one of my favorite people. He's a trained clown.
1: I didn't know he was trained.
2: He was. He went to um, to Naropa, the School of Physical Theater, Naropa, and so he's okay. trained in like clown and mime and all of those things. Lecocq, oh, all, yes. all of that. So like he's he's I a he's a super clown. Tristan Cunningham, she's a wonderful clown. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Raz, who uh, is a longtime uh, staple of the Bay Area circus and theater scene. Um, yeah, lots of good clowns out there. I love them.
3: Wow. Ben Johnson, hey.
2: I worked with him for a while. He was great. He was a Cirque du Soleil guy, a Cirque du Soleil clown. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Yo, I have I have this friend. Um, he's uh, his name's Adrian. I don't know if you if you ever cross paths together. Adrian um uh Torres, I believe is his last name. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't think hopefully. So.
2: I don't think so. But he
1: uh he did um he did work with um Luis Valdez. Uh-huh. Um
2: at uh, Teatro Campesino?
1: Yes, 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 yes.
2: I don't think so I I'm knew. Not sure. I'm not I've never really been super connected to um Teatro Campesino. I mean I I've met the okay. Valdezes, um, yeah. and I know their their children more than I know them. Uh, right. Um, like right. I've, I've worked with Lakin, I've worked with Quinan, um,
1: okay. Oh, dude, it's it's that same group. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. But
2: like, I but but it was all in SF. It wasn't at in San Juan Bautista. Um, you, I like I understudied a show at ACT that Lakin was in um, between Riverside and Crazy, um, and he did a beautiful job. Everyone in that show was incredible. Um, and then Kinan directed. Um, I think it was me and Lakin, Yeah, it was me and Lakin We did a, um, when they were doing um, early readings of their of Andrew Saito's um adaptation of Rabina Lachi, which is uh mm. stories of like indigenous warriors in, in Mexica. Um mm-hmm. that was and I and we worked on that at Cutting Ball together for a little bit. Um but yeah, it's um they're cool. I so there's a lot of people I I know peripherally or like, Oh, we've been in the same circle, but like, I don't know, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, this homie of mine, he, I think what he's doing is so dope. We're going to have him on the podcast too, because he's, so he's, he's a performer. He's a clown too. Mm -hmm. And he's putting together like this Cirque du Soleil autobiography show in his fucking room, dude. I love it. And it's so dope. I w- I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be saying that. So I'm a-
2: oh, I think well, we're you fine. You might have I to like bleep fine. it out or something. My friend's doing a beep, beep, <laughs> yeah. beep, beep, beep. My beep friend. Beep in his room. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ¿Qué está haciendo ese muchacho en su cuarto, pobre?
1: redacted redacted (laughs) but I just think it's so dumb what people are doing so you're you're are you putting anything on um the comedy sports is there anything happening online right now
2: I perform with them so it and uh so the way it works um comedy sports is it's competitive improv like uh it's um if the people on whose line it is in any ways were on teams competing against each other, that's what comedy sports is. Um, we're like Dope. the medieval times of improv is the way I like to put it because we have the <laughs> setup of being like a sports, uh, you know, uh, system um but we're doing improv um so we play short form games and like do just a bunch of shenanigans and silly stuff um so we we rotate through as players and our roster right now who of people who are playing online i think are, is about like maybe 20 30 people um so we rotate it and out and we just sign up when we can um, but so we have a we're on twitch now and we're a, what is our it's channel It's cszn And we do shows three times a week right now. Fridays and Saturdays are our um, our ensemble shows, and then I believe. Thursdays, it might be what Wednesdays. Pardon, Wednesdays is when our um our minor league plays, and then we and then our rec league plays on Sundays. So we have what's cool because we do have this sort of like sports uh, uh, take. Uh, we are, we're able to sort of work within that framework and have a lot of different things. Uh, one of the things I also really like about comedy sports is that it's family friendly stuff. So like we don't we don't swear during the shows. We don't like make you know mm. dick jokes or anything like that. It's all very like above board. Um, if you do things, if you end up saying cursing or something like that, like you get fouled, you know, like it's things like that. So it's kind of okay, fun. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, so I perform with them as often as I can. I forgot to put in my availability for December. Uh, um, <laughs> but what that means is then is um, anybody who needs like a, um, who needs to like whatever, like sign out, like has to drop a show for whatever reason, I'll just sign up to like get their slot and be like, I got you. I'll cover you. Um, oh, cool. So hopefully cool. I'll be playing this month as like a cover. Um but yeah, so I'm doing a lot of that right now, which is really fun. And like the bulk of the performing I'm doing, um, I'm also where else And that, I
1: and that's all. I, I'm super curious about this because yeah. I've never. This is all done remotely, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, like we I, for those who've been to improv shows, they they happen obviously in person, and uh, I have a familiarity to that. But I haven't. I haven't had a chance to watch one of these. How is that? Does it work the same? Is it different? It, is it yeah, weird?
2: It's different. So here's the thing. Um, because it's this, uh, what is it? The the genre of what we're doing supports it so much. I would not, as an improviser, if somebody was like, hey Money Let, do you want to get up and like do a montage, right? A long form montage on improv, I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> that is boring. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm going to do that. I might as well just write a sketch.
3: Yeah. I might yeah. as well just
2: take the time to make it good, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, because the, in long form, you, you can take more time. You can be more patient. your scene seeing where can develop, you know, and that is more engaging to watch in person than on mm-hmm. a screen, because what we're trained to watch on screens is things that are already predetermined. So yeah. to watch somebody kind of like discover, like, uh, that's not to say that it isn't engaging, it can be very engaging, but it's just not for me personally, it's not what I want to do as a performer right now. The reason I'm like, cool with doing comedy sports is because it is, it's, it's a game that has it's games, it's games that have rules. It's games that have guidelines, it's games and people can understand it. People can digest it. And because it's competitive, people can like get behind one of the teams and be like, I'm cheering for the blue team. I'm cheering for the red team. Um, and it just allows for so much more interaction with people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily feel as dependent. Like there's games that I feel work really well on zoom or on, you know, on Twitch. um, That I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like this more virtually than I do in person, Uh, Ah. just because it 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 kind of made me go like, oh, this game is kind of is a is a solo game in certain ways that I didn't realize before. Um, and, and playing with other people is absolutely the, the ideal for me, but I'm like, Oh, I like this game this way. So I feel like the, the mechanism of the show itself is very engaging to watch and very fun. So like we have a referee who essentially is like the MC of the show, but they also are like, great. They call the captains and the captains call games and the, you know, and then it's like, great. You guys are going to go up against the other team and play this game. You guys are going to play this game. Awesome. Cool. And then the ref, and then what's the other thing that's fun about it is the, um, the the audience gets to vote on which game they liked more. So the audience gets to participate and gets to feel like they have a stake in what's happening.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So
2: it's really fun. And so what's been really amazing is our artistic director, Jason Geis, has like put his whole blood, sweat, and tears into making this happen because I think he was a, a, a be ahead of the curve in terms of improv. And, mm-hmm. and even certain theaters, I think, um, with getting this transition over and making this Twitch sort of a, a very accessible way to watch things. Because you can just sign up. You don't have to pay for the service, right? It's a free service. So if you have internet access, you ha- you can watch a show for free. Um, wow.
1: What uh, a deal, yo. Yeah. That's, that's so great.
2: Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really cool. And I think we've done a, lo- a really good job of like – Learning what our format looks like online, and really mm-hmm. just like leaning hard into it and now we've got I think we have we're built we so we we've only been on Twitch for like a month um and like exceeded all of our goals in terms of like how many subscribers we would have and da 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 like all those like metrics um and consistently we have about like right now like fifty people watching our shows per show, which is like not too bad um. Yeah. And then there's this whole contingency of people that, like, really, like, at the start of our, like, Zoom shows, like – really just globbed on to, to, comedy sports and have become such big fans and are now called the barn burners. Like they have their own like Facebook group. They like, they're a whole community. They're a whole community. <laughs> oh my God. And like, and when they're, so there's like the chat feature on, on Twitch. Right. So like, they're all just talking in the chat and all these things. Yeah. And like when new people come to watch shows, they welcome them. Like it's really cute. So wow. I feel like it's a really, it's a really lovely environment. And it's a really, I, I love working there. I love so many of the people who work there. There, not only are mm-hmm. they ridiculously generous and kind human beings, like just absolutely big-hearted humans. Um, so many of them are just ridiculously talented. I yeah. I I will I will go toe-to-toe and say that I think that comedy sports has some of the best improvisers in the city working for them. And I and I would put any one of us up against a second city any day. Like, you know, and the thing is like, like, we all work at different places. I've worked at second city other, you know, we've had company members who've been like, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I have to leave because second city offered me a cruise ship, whatever, you know? Like, so it's not like (laughs) we're, we've never been in the building. You know, a lot of us have all we, it's, it's very, it's like many other theaters, you all work all over the place. Right. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but the, the, uh, the perception that yeah, because yeah. second city is that name, uh, that, that they have, you know, all, all the keys to all the locks. Um, right, and, it's, right. and I'm like, mm, no, I've seen other people do better work than some of these shows or like, and I mean, thing-
1: it, it is, it is different trainings, right? It is different approaches that, that second city has. Com- stylist- comparatively.
2: Okay. So this is kind of like the cheese of it. So second city okay. is their whole gag is improv to sketch. Right? So they, they train you, and, and that's how they develop main stage shows, is they get improvisers who are incredibly good improvisers, or they tra- or people who have tra- trained through the program, whatever, and um, generate scene work so that they can uh, use that all as basis to write sketches, right? And then refine mm-hmm. the sketches. And then you go and you just keep working the sketches, and eventually you put those sketches up, you rework them. But essentially, that's their model, improv to sketch. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the times when you go see a main stage show, you're looking at archival material. So you're looking at sketches that were done years ago. You know, there's still like uh, in some of the shows that they do annually, you know, like there's still sketches that like Keegan-Michael Key wrote that are being done present day, you know, by like a, a different tall... You know, light skin black actor uh-huh. who's also bald. You know, I was like, right, "Hello, Seth right. Thomas, nice to see you." Um, <laughs> you know, he's a, an incredible teacher. Also, I took his class; he's amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they—that's their model. Comedy sports, totally different model. We are a family-friendly show. We are a a sports, right? Sports entertainment show, right? Medieval Times of Improv. Um, So just gimmick-wise, we're already a gimmick, right? Just by nature of the fact that we have that sports lay-on. Yeah. So it makes us seem a little bit more like, oh, it's a little bit more gimmicky. It's a little bit more touristy. It's a little bit more this. But the thing is, when Second City does any corporate training – or not training, but does, does any corporate shows, does any sort of cruise ship shows, does anything like that that's, like, performative outside of the building, guess what they're doing? Short form oh games.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So they dip in. They, they, they dip it. They dip in. So it's,
2: like, and the mm-hmm. thing is, and people at Second City will tell you, like, if you want to get good at short form, go to, go to comedy sports. That's what they do there. Uh. Uh And so for me, I'm always like, well, why wouldn't you, if that's what you're employing people to do Second City, if you're making your, if I'm going to get hired (laughs) on a cruise ship to go play, you know, six things in front of people, like, why wouldn't you develop your short form training?
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah.
2: But again, because in, in the world where it was like, oh, well, you could just go do that at that other theater and then just come back here. You know, kind of a thing, but that's, it's different now. So it's like, and I think, you know, Corona has humbled a lot of people in a lot of institutions and the, oh, yeah. and, you know, the summer of uprising, rightfully so. And, and like people just being a little bit more accountable and being more um, visible. I don't even know if it's accountable. I think it's more visible and transparent, right? The call for transparency is real. And the call for, um, the demand really for, um, accountability is what's different. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's coming from artists and that's, that's huge. That's a really, you know, it's, we're trying to shift. an industry and because we are artists and we are culture makers, that means we are trying to shift a culture and that's a whole lot of work to do. And there's so many people who have been, doing that work for so long and are now able to be supported by the voices of many because other people are, other eyes have now been open to those um, discrepancies and systems of oppression and systems of manipulation that we're able to kind of like rally together in a different way now. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a lot. We're doing a whole lot out here.
1: <laughs> it's 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 a lot going on. I mean, one great thing that I've noticed is things like this, like being accessible on Twitch, like improv being accessible on Twitch mm-hmm. is so huge. And I think one of the things I've noticed in, in these times of corona <laughs> is <laughs> is that um social media, like for, for me, the my, my whole perception on social media has been wow, these are like great places to build communities, like absolutely, you know, and that's the way I feel specifically artists are starting to do. That's exactly what they're, what they're doing. Um, so with, the, with that being said, with, with, with improv and with art, and I, I like using this example with sports, right, over the NBA, I don't know if you follow basketball, but over the, oh, over the summer, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit, <laughs> um, you're on mute by the way just I don't know if you did that on purpose
2: hello can you hear me now can you hear oh, me now yes I can hear okay. you yes 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 yes.
1: yes, yes. <laughs> okay go I like, that was weird
2: you know what I think I might have just accidentally clicked it okay, okay. I don't
1: know okay. I don't know, okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm just
2: gonna say uh, operator <laughs> error no say
1: you know this shit happens yes okay uh, what else? What, what I was you saying, were saying is yes. I compare it I'll, I compare it to like basketball right over the summer the NBA was happening and also during that time, that's when the whole like uh, you know uh, social injustice things were being brought to light, or they were limelight. Um, and the NBA NBA players they started to like, in a sense, boycott. They're like, oh yeah, we're not playing today because we're because someone just got killed. They wanted yeah. to do a full on strike.
2: They yeah. wanted to do a full on strike, and then former President Barack Obama was like, hey guys, don't do that. And I disagree with him so hard. I think he and I like, listen, like when Rome was falling, when Rome was falling, they were like, hey, guys, go watch gladiators. Nothing's happening here. Just go be distracted. Just go be distracted. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I like and not that I mean, like Rome is falling, you guys. Like we've been we've been long on that that pattern for a while, like shot for shot. And like we I yeah, I just thought it was such a um, placating move. For him, for for Barack Obama to use his, his influence to like quell that quell that uprising and to quell, you know, to 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 diminish the movement in that way, I felt like it was diminishing. Right. Like I understand the the course of action, and I also mm-hmm. heavily disagree with it.
1: I agree. I, I agree with that sentiment and that and that idea as well. Uh, one thing I think before that happened, though. One of the noticings I had was that they actually did cancel some games because players didn't mm-hmm. show up. And I thought, I thought before, you know, the whole Barack Obama thing happened, I thought that was great. I was like, fuck yeah. You know, like, do y'all know how much influence these players yeah. have? I mean, it's a whole nother discussion as to what professional sports means, especially with the trading of African American
3: mm-hmm. men. Yep
1: you know that's that's a that's a whole nother discussion and that's a whole uh, very corrupt shit going yeah. on there as well um but still you know like it was so great to see these men kind of take some power and some yeah. some influence in, in into their own hands and it sent a really huge message to me and I, um I I like I like using that example because I think that's exactly what's happening right now with artists, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I think I think artists are are starting to see this shift where it's like, well shit, like we're not gonna wait for these studios for opportunities. We're not gonna we're not gonna sit back and let these agents and managers and corporations kind of Uh, Mm -hmm. create our own path like fuck like we're in a position where they're they're not even giving us work right now they're fucked so we need to do something and we're starting to see artists really start to create their their own opportunities which is so awesome to me
2: yeah it's a it's a really it's i don't know i feel like it's both like empowering and overwhelming right <laughs> uh like the idea where i'm like hell yeah make your own work and the also coupled with like it took me how long to figure out that my mute was off <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> like, so, like,
2: so like the yeah. the yeah. uh the both the challenge and the euphoria of being Mm. a self-made self-starter do your own thing right and like nobody's self whatever we all rely on on community help or at least somebody's help at some point um but yeah i think that there is a heat like seeing the the inspiration that has come from this and seeing the really creative, beautiful things that have, have arisen out of this challenge of being isolated or being only able to communicate via, you know, televideo. Like, um, that's, is that, is that, like a, is that a term from like the 1970s or 80s? <laughs> televideo? Tele- Tele- televideo. <laughs>
1: where did that come from
2: <laughs> i got you though i mean
1: i'm a 90s baby so i didn't yeah tell a video
2: okay so we're gonna tell a video um but like using using this this forum now as mm-hmm. as the way to create art and just seeing how um how people are sort of tearing tearing it apart in the best way right being like okay if this is the playhouse if this is the playground how do the swings work? How does the slide work? How do I, you know, fuck with this bridge? Like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that, that there's a lot of really in, like, uh, ingenious things coming out of it. There's, there's lots of stupid things coming out of it, but like, you know, not all the spaghetti sticks to the wall. That's fine. Like, right. and right. like, and that's what we have to do. Right. We have to fail and fail better at it. And like, as we yeah. are able to like, um, figure out like what we want to use this, this medium to do or say, or, or be representative of is, is cool. Like it's, it's a really, um, uh, th- for me, it makes me very thoughtful, um, mm. as well as very like, um, Overwhelmed. I already said that. Um, yeah, and also yeah. just, uh, I don't know, it just makes me more aware of like the permanence of it. I think like uh, one of the and for me, that's not a positive thing. That's a, I think that's where a lot of the overwhelm comes in. Um, and that's uh, that idea is very like, well, shit, I, I'm not I can't mess this up. Um, like it's, and it's something that I experienced, uh, and that's obviously says more about me that, that interpretation, um, of course. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. uh, but like just, uh, being like, okay, well, what do we do for as a theater practitioner where it's like, you go, you do your show and lo que pasó, pasó, you know, like if mm-hmm. you hit that beat hard that night, hell yeah. If you did it, se pasó and nobody's going to remember it other than those people who saw it that night. Yeah, but if I'm like, oh, this is a video performance, or this is what I'll, I'm like, if I don't hit it, that's the way it's going to look forever. Boo! <laughs> that shit. That shit's
1: probably recording,
2: huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. Like, I remember. So, like, this is why I've always hated recordings of theater, right? Like, even the archive, yeah. just like you know, back of the theater archival videos. I'm like, ah, it's just not. It's not what we're made for. We're not made for that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So it's it's for me. I'm I think trying to find how we can make this work for us and like how we can yeah. use this as our expression and like and and learning from it because it's a constant learning because there's you know technology is always changing preferences and tastes are always changing like what you know and then just because we live in a tiktok world uh yeah. you know
3: yeah
2: t- trends and being viral are while they have no sticking mm. power they have sort of cultural currency and, and for, and like, that's there, there's that, that's completely fine. There is absolutely validity in that, in that transaction. Um, and I think for me, like, I'm always like, but we like, what it, like, it needs to be like, I don't know. I get to like, it needs to be bigger, more purpose driven. Yeah. And I'm like, or you could just make a stupid minute long video about, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know your breakfast and be happy with it and like stop be
1: right.
2: worried like right. like it's not that big a deal um so like yeah I feel like it's a it's a lot it's just a lot to learn it's a lot to uh understand and and navigate yeah. while also like not being reverent about right like fuck it like I think for me I'm just working on the like fuck it element of it where I'm like oh if it's there it's there and I was pues. <laughs> <You know>?
1: like <laughs> yeah 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 well, he, he, here's what's super interesting. I'm glad you brought up like shit like TikTok because I definitely started a TikTok account. Everybody does. <laughs> and, and here's and here's see we talking about my personalities and our science mm-hmm. and stuff. I definitely I definitely ebb and flow dramatically between two different places yeah. where it's like I I don't give a fuck what people think about me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my art the way I want it. And it's cause that's the way I feel. And you know, if they love it, then great. If not, then screw them. You yeah. Know? And then, and then, then there's that other part of me. It was like, well, like I want to, I want to reach as many people as possible. Right. I want to, I want to inspire people. I want to empower but those people. Those are I wanna, different I help. goals,
2: right? That's, div- yeah, those are yeah. very different goals. I want to yep. inspire someone is a radically different goal than I want to reach A hundred thousand likes, you know, like those, those things are not necessarily, uh, incongruous to one another, even though the platform can provide both of those things. They aren't
1: necessarily related. That's very true. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, and so, (laughs) and so I, I have, I have this TikTok account and, and here's what I've realized about myself. I have, I have these, you know, these different parts of me that wants to do different things. And so I get frustrated because I'm just like, ah, well, like this thing is trending right now. But like, I don't feel like making this trendy video because I'm just not feeling it. But also like, this is my way to meet people where they're at. This is where I can connect. Right. With them.
2: right like So what? it's
1: finding that balance uh, is, is what I've been dealing with. What well, I've been navigating, yeah,
2: because sure. it's like trying to find an entry point for yourself as well as an accessibility to the people that you want to reach or yep. like become available to. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really I like I'm a like I'm such a dia with technology that I'm like I will not have a TikTok. It is not my love <laughs> language. I don't know. I feel enough like pressure as it is to be like, let me make Instagram stories. You know, I'm like, oh my god, we put in there, <laughs> um, and so like. <laughs> So for me, I'm like, okay, TikTok may not be my. thing. I don't have an account, even like I, people send me TikToks. I'm like, okay, cute, whatever. Um, I, but I, for me, I'm always like, I don't know. I was always that nerd making like little dance videos, but not even videos, but like little dances up by myself in my room and my mirrors. So I was like, it's okay. I had like the OG TikTok. I'm good. Like I went.
1: <laughs> that that was, was the OG. Right? That was like, the let OG me just make TikTok. My little dance
2: up in my room and do it, or like yep. learn choreography, whatever. Right. Um
1: darren's dance moves anyone <laughs> come on now britney spears and the nc choreographer
2: i love it i love it right yeah. breaking down that mmc uh, uh choreography that's back when justin and britney <laughs> were dancing with yeah. ryan gosling and carrie russell on the mickey mouse club oh yeah that's right. um so like i don't know like it's interesting right because I've, I've like been like oh should i get one do i do it like blah blah, blah. Um, Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, it's OK for that to not be your thing, you know, like and I yep. think a lot yep. like I'm like, all right, like TikTok just may not be my thing, you know. And I, I, I know other people who are very successful with it and have and yeah, my millions of followers <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, that's great. Like, way to go. Yeah. Like, whatever the body is that you're making, I'm glad the other body Love you, too. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there's people who are using their TikToks to <clears throat> to you know, share really vital information and like be um again, community resources and mutual aid and all of those things. So it's I feel like there is it's that double edged sword of like what this technology provides us and allows us as well as prohibits us and yep uh deters
1: us. Yes. That that's the thing I'm I I'm making sure to be careful of is making sure it doesn't deter me from what my actual goals are, right? Right. I don't wanna get into that black hole of like shit, I've just been on TikTok for like Three hours scrolling, doing absolutely scrolling, nothing, doom scrolling doom. right? Yeah.
2: Well, but and that's know, just it. Because, like, trying to write. I'm sorry. No. No, that you is it. No, no, because i just I'm I'm. It's still on the like CNN crawl happening on my mind. So you go ahead, yeah. and then I'll, I'll figure <laughs> out the, the actual thought.
1: Well, I, I actually was going to segue. So if you want to. Yeah, segue, if you wanna, segue. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm on my
2: little. Look, at this is me on a segue. E- e- right there. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, want, I wanted to bring up Dia de los Muertos because that Please. is something you actually did invest time in, in yes. creating it. And I, I watched it and dude that shit was so beautiful I mean being culturally Mexican like it already meant a lot to see to see something like that Mm -hmm. Um, especially in 2020 especially like on the screen where we're not able to because you know we do we're able we we, they're usually performances or cultural events where communities gather and do things like this and put on performances or or just gather in community and be with one another so I appreciated right off the bat and um and then now more than that like that shit was so good. It was oh. written well. It was so historical and funny. It, ha- it had that element of like uh, of 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 sketch and improv and um just freshness that I absolutely was oh. just nothing like I've ever seen. Oh. You know, um and that was produced by Ratas de de Dos Patas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I, I want I want, I wanna I wanna get into that.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you so much for watching it. Um yeah, it was a huge um labor of love. Like it's so ever. so we've been together for two years now. Um mm-hmm. uh Rata de Dos Patas, and it's myself, uh Jesse Reasola, Abigail Pinon, and Kendra Jamaica. And we all met on another team that was great in like a spanglish improv team and we were having good good time there but kendra brought us together and like one day after a show it was like we had some like terrible 10 p.m slot on a tuesday at io because those are the slots they give the brown people and like <laughs> uh, you know kendra was like hey yo like i want to like talk like we were just like talking the four of us one day and she, she but she had kind of been like yeah i kind of want to talk to you guys specifically we're like okay um and so she essentially pitched the idea of Rata de Dos Patas and was like, I don't know, I just want something with like, badass Latinas and like red lipstick and hoop earrings. And I want to teach the audience Spanish in some way. And oh, we were yeah. like, "All right, bet, let's do it. You know, so we like kind of jammed out on these little ideas for that night. And really flippantly, we were like, yeah, pitch the show to the annoyance, whatever. Like, Okay. Um, and people pitch shows to these places all the time, right? It doesn't mean they're going to get a slot. Well, within two weeks of her pitching, they're like, yeah, you guys, you guys can have a six week run Tuesdays at eight o'clock, you know, uh, starting in a couple weeks. And we were like, oh shit, we got to figure out what this is now. Right. <laughs> um, so we ended up doing, we've done, I think we've, we ended up doing like over the course of two years, we ended up doing five, six week runs at the annoyance, you know, which was really awesome and amazing. Um, and one of the things that we, we did that first year was at the de los muertos show. And I, I initially got the idea for the show on an airplane. I was flying back to California to go work at, at ET mm-hmm. and, uh, that's Kaiser Permanente's educational theater.
3: Hey, shut up.
2: Uh, plug. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I got like, just, I got hit with it. Right. I was like, this is the idea. And I got on the plane and I just wrote, I wrote for four hours on the plane and I landed. And as soon as I landed, I hit at the girls and I was like, yo, this is my idea for a show. And I, I sent them the whole thing. I was like, what do you guys think? Are you down? Do you think it could work? Should we pitch it? And with you know, and thankfully, you know, they, there's never been a no really hard in this group. Like everyone's always been like, yeah, let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so when I pitched it, they were like, hell yeah, let's do this. Um, so we did two, sh- our two The Little los Muertos shows, live shows. And what that consisted of was, um, we, we obviously had the space very decorated. We had a, uh, an ofrenda set up in the space, um, and the sh- uh, we have our friend Luis who play who uh, in the video plays uh, la muerte, la muerte uh, yeah. he's been our muerte for the last three years uh-huh. um, so he uh, is was sort of the MC and our first our first endeavor we did uh, we had a live sh- we had live musicians we had a, a friend of ours they played like a set for like 15 20 minutes. Um, and then we we got on stage and we did um, we did like education around what the holiday is, what different things on the ofrenda mean, you mm-hmm. know, just sort of like a cultural exchange. Right. And then we each offered the show up to like one of our family members that have passed and like put it on the on the ofrenda. And then we would open up the space to the audience to like if whoever felt comfortable, we would invite to be like, you write the name of somebody that has passed that you would like to honor. It'll go in the bowl. The bowl will be offered to the ofrenda, uh, you know, as an offering. Um, and we're going to select names from the bowl. And if we select the name of your person, we're going to invite you on stage. We're going to do a little interview with you about this person. And then everything that you told us about this person, we're going to use to create improv. So we would do these wow. like, yeah, so we would do a little three minute, not even, two minute interview with this person. And then do a run of like three to five scenes, basically using everything that they said as inspiration for the scene. And it was just our... our um what I kept calling it was like art as offering, you know, like our yeah. way to honor, our way to honor our loved ones, and sort of creates um, a space where we could both celebrate and have any any feelings that we wanted to have about these people. Um, and I was. I'm getting like teary eyed thinking about it because the first time we did it, like I was like, Oh my God, it works. Like it works. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, such an intimate relationship that we created with our audience and just such a, a beautiful evening. And like, um, several people, I, I remember distinctly one woman coming up to us and being like, a friend of mine invited me to come here tonight. I had no idea what I was getting into. um, but I really needed this. And then she went on to talk about like a loved one that she had lost sort of relatively recently to that date. And Mm -hmm. how, you know, just talking about how this provided her a place to like, really like sit with those feelings and sit with that person and just like have this experience and be really just, um, it was very heartfelt and very meaningful. So, so that's sort of like the history of like what the show has been. Right. Um, yeah. And so when I got, (laughs) when I got back in June, I was like, Hey guys, are we going to do a Dia de los Muertos show? Like, how do we do it? Um, And so time went by, life happens, all the things. Come late September, I'm like, hey, y'all, are we doing this or not? Because like we got (laughs) to like now, like a few months ago, pero yeah, And Jesse Riazolo, who's the co-director on the piece with myself, um, who is a real one and a baddie for the ages. um, She was like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. And I was like, I had a like little rap session with her and I just was stuck. I was like, Jess, I don't know how to make what we've historically done work on TV. Like, I don't know how to make it translate that into video. Like, I don't, how do we do it? So she Mm -hmm. came back with the idea of, well, why don't we do sketch? Why don't we pick historical figures from from the Americas who are women and do sketches and, and do solo sketch? And I was like, that we can do. That feels good. Um, and so we set out, you know, uh, essentially we put the whole piece together in about three weeks, which was knowing now what I know, I'm like, Ooh, Lord, no, no, no. We need to give ourselves so much more time for this. Um, because I did not sleep for pretty much all of October, like all of October.
1: That's a feat, yo. Like that is a (laughs) feat being part of like production on the backside of things. That's that's impressive yo like
2: we wrote the mother
1: we we
2: yeah. got our cinematographer we got our editor and so like it was a big deal and like it was my first time it ride. came out great and thank it, like, you it,
1: it came out great and absolutely
2: i have like i i don't know how writers do it because anytime i hear anything i write i want to throw up like immediately <laughs> i just do like i just i'm so nervous about it like it, again like the the ephemeralness of improv I don't care about I don't feel the permanence of it but Mm -hmm. if I'm like this is gonna be recorded I'm like oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna vomit like I'm just someone's gonna be able to see this and they're gonna have feelings (laughs) and thoughts about it and I don't know what they are and uh, right so like I just had all in my head about it and um got over that. Um, and so, or not really got over, worked through that for this project. Um, and managed it. He managed it. Crisis managed myself. Um, I had to talk myself off the ledge a few times. Um, yeah. so, you know, and so, and so, uh, Jesse and I were uh, all of us wrote our initial sketches, and then Jesse and I had the, uh, a bigger hand in like editing and doing rewrites, as well as she was handling a lot of the logistics with our co cinematographer. I was handling a lot of the art, handling the art direction of the piece, and just sort of like creating the altar, creating the you know getting different images and spaces and all that stuff together. Um, and then uh, one of like my my most favorite things about this project is that it gave us the opportunity to collaborate with my prima, who is a young filmmaker. And she, she was the editor on the piece at Gia Hernandez. And, uh, so I was, yeah, so I was really excited to, um, be able to like bring her into our process. And like, um, you know, if, if, if if we weren't in the time of Corona, um, and we were still going to videotape this, you know, I was like, damn it, I would have loved for her to like come out here and shoot it too. And just be the cinematographer and stuff, just because she very much understands the aesthetic and the vibe. And so I, I felt so good that I could just like send all of this video to her and be like, make it look good, you know, <laughs> like, um, right, and that was right. also, I mean, that was also to Jesse's credit. Jesse created a really like strong, like storyboard of like, okay, here's what we want the piece to look like. Of course, use artistic license, all the things. Um, so it was very collaborative still both with, with the GR editor and Nathan, our cinematographer, um, which was awesome, but it was so stressful. I don't think I've ever been more stressed out in my life. Like <laughs> I was not eating. I was not sleeping. I just I, I felt like I, the recovery period from that project, I think, yeah. took me all of November.
1: Like, Yeesh. like I was just wiped. I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> I mean, the thing was, the thing was, is that you had you had like a due date. Yeah, you had a a, a timeline for for it to be released yeah. for the de los muertos. I'm assuming, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's like I have this habit. <laughs> um, and bless the other ratas for like running with this shit I have this habit of just like announcing shit we're gonna do just so that we do it (laughs) just to make us publicly accountable to doing it and like (laughs) when we had the idea for the Selena show I which we did last November I I just announced (laughs) it one day like at a show and I was like yeah we're gonna do a Selena sketch show you know (laughs) like it's gonna come out before the end of the year like I just fucking threw it out there and then like, when we got backstage, I was like, it's going to happen. We're going to make it. Let's do it. Um, and so, and bless these women for being like, all right, bitch, let's do it. Um, yep. So yeah. So yep. I feel like with this, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, great. Like, this is our, we have a deadline. We have a deadline. You know, I was like, this shit has yep. to go out on November 1st. You know? <laughs>
1: like, Hey, what a what a, what a a great way to, to just... Start project. Just say it. <laughs> I'm going to use that <laughs> like, one. It's, it's Just a fucking de- say <laughs> it in a room full of people.
2: <laughs> like, if you're okay with the, like being like, if somebody's like, hey, a few months later, like, did you ever do that? And if you're like, nah, if that's okay with you, that's fine. But I know for me, sometimes if right. it's like a project, particularly with projects that I know I am emotionally behind I'm like yes I want to do it but I'm scared to approach mm-hmm. it right imposter syndrome hits me yeah. fatigue hits me yep. doubt hits me like you know just who the fuck do you think you are to make anything hits me all of those things and just the public accountability for me will help motivate me and make me be like well I said I was going to do that thing and I'll be damned if somebody was like mm-hmm. you didn't do it you know <laughs> like and I'm like no I'm yep. gonna do it
1: yep no, hey, that shit works, dude. I for me personally, I've been in situations like that where it's for me, it's better to get it out somehow and not let it yeah. live in my head. Because if I let it live in my head, I'll change my mind about it. I'll be like, ah, that right? was a bad idea. What do you what do you what do you think about Carlos? And then and then it'll just Yeah, dissipate. It's that
2: editor, right?
1: But if I put it, if I put it out there, and also like I'm not gonna lie, like getting affirmations from other people people being like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good idea. That, that sounds cool. I'm into it. Then I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm a little hyped. Yeah. I'm a little I, I guess, I guess I will right? do and it. That's why it's so
2: important to surround ourselves with like, with why not people. Right. Um, I heard, who was yep. it? I think it was like Kevin Smith or something. This was like many years ago. I was like on a bus from LA back to SF, <laughs> at like a mega bus or some shit. I love Kevin I, Smith.
1: Like, <laughs> quick, quick, quick tangent. Have you seen him do those videos with the, with the, um, oh no, that's not, is that Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith? Hold on. The, I'm thinking Kevin about Smith two different people filmmaker. right now. There's Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, the, uh, yeah. from Clerks.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got
1: it. I was, I was thinking of the other guy from, uh, King of Queens. Oh, What's Kevin James. Name? Is Kevin his name James. also
2: Kevin's? Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different guys.
1: <laughs> Rewind. Never mind. Sorry. Um,
2: they're like you know big white dudes um (laughs) kevin smith used to do like toxic colleges and shit right like after all of his like film notoriety blah blah and like um yeah i watched one of them like on a bus because i was like okay this i haven't looked at kevin smith anything in a long time and he talked about surround at some point in the video he talked about surrounding yourself with why not people like you can be surrounded mm-hmm. by a lot of "why" people, and the "why" people are simply vested—like their sole interest is vested in, like, you not doing shit, and them just being like, "I'm just going to question you <laughs> until you don't douche, sh- until you doubt yourself." Whether they know that is what's happening or not, that's basically the the ramification of that, right? If somebody's like, "Well, why are you doing that? Why would you do this?" Why, 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 um, in a non-supportive way it's detrimental right um so he talked about being like well why yeah. don't find the people who are like why not you know find the why not people and like especially because you know we, we're artists and we're sensitive about our shit like we we've got a, a as the great badu says like we surrounding ourselves with people in our corner and people who are going to gas us up who are going to be like you know what run with that. If you need support, I got you. If you need help, I got you. Like whatever that looks like is deeply important, especially right now where like it can sometimes feel like there is a low, low unit of joy happening. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. finding these ways to express ourselves or create these projects that, that allow us to work through and process all of the things that are happening to ourselves, both individually and as a society, like, it are important. You know, we're going to need people to tell, help us tell these stories and help us make sense of all this. Um, and finding people who are willing to support that endeavor in, in like specific and, uh, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? Critical, but not in a detrimental way. Like, it's like, they're like, they want they're, you know, like mm. they want to, the critic the, the being critical is is the aim, is to be like oh, like to help us flush it out more, not necessarily to like drag us down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think like that's a really important thing to do. And so like to, to your point earlier of like finding these, using these uh, these tele videos as uh, as ways to create community and ways to uh, to connect and become inspired by each other and rely on you know because we've been in these va- it, it, what feels like a vacuum, you know, for nine months like. Um, being open, being open and available to that is, is one key and two can be challenging, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a lot of things that we're all negotiating. Yeah, and
1: that's, I mean, shit, dude, you tough. had to recover for a whole month. That's how, a that's how month. challenging I feel that like, was.
2: I feel like I'm just starting to feel like happy again, <laughs> like sunny about things.
1: You know? I mean, like, qué pasó? Qué pasó? What happened? Was it just like lost? I last was just sleep? tired. Yeah,
2: I was just super exhausted because mm-hmm. for the whole, like, the, the 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 week leading into production, I didn't sleep for shit, and yeah. I was still working fifty hours at the at the flower shop,
3: uh. and so
2: and and I spent a lot of my day like you know, working, but also like my brain space was occupied by like, I have to edit this thing. I've got to call, I got to email this person. I've got to, uh, I got to figure out the design on this thing, this, you know, whatever. Um, so I feel like a lot of the creative energy I spent, and because I am a, a creative person, I mean, many of us are, uh, as an extrovert, I'll say as an extrovert, because I get energy from other people
3: yep.
2: because I was self generating so much it was exhausting, yeah i couldn't yep. like I couldn't parasite onto somebody else's energy to give me mine, yeah, you know, like yep. I was like, ah, oh, damn it, that's where like being <laughs> an extrovert can be really hard when you're like, I don't have it in me, and if I don't have it in me, if I get around somebody else, i'll get it. I'm like, okay, I'm fine, I'm okay, but yep. if it's I don't have it in me and it's just me, then I'm like. Shh not
1: gonna do it well it's also like how what we were saying earlier how you well you you were saying earlier about wearing different hats and having to Mm -hmm. to tap into that yeah skill now during these times you know and that's exactly what you were doing dude like yeah I, i don't know how what your background was in production especially with like (laughs) Tele <laughs> <Tele-video> films, tele videos,
2: tele video films, the talkies as they call them, the talkies, <laughs> the moving pictures, the moving picture, the talkies are the chips. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my pr- my experience with production was very limited. Like I had um, I have a tío who works in in. Um, film and commercial and those kinds of things. And so I like, I PA'd a bunch of his commercials before like gripped his commercials and things like that. So like I had, I had some experience like behind the camera, but I had never really had to set up like a shot list. I had never had to set up, you know, um, uh, I'd never had to do like scout locations or you know, location Mm -hmm. scouting. Um, I never had to, you know, um, really, think through imagistically shot for shot a piece of something, you know, I was like, Oh, that's a different level of just like specificity that I'm not used to. Um, Things like that, having to be like, okay, what is the, what is the sonic world of this thing Mm. sound like? What is the visual world of this look like? What are the, you know, like, so all of these different muscles, which are really cool to, to, to move, but also because I was moving them all at the same time. It was like doing the Elaine dance, you know, it was like coming out kind of funny. Um, and, so yeah, like it was, a, uh, it was just a lot. So it was like a, a really high learning curve. And so yeah. because the learning curve was so high, I feel like the recovery period was just like, okay, you know, like, let's go. And even at yeah. that, like, even though after we released the video, um, it was a fundraiser, right? So we raised, we raised money through the video. And so it was a lot of like, okay, well, we have to, you know, planning out weekly um, uh, uh, like posters and uh, and not ads, but like uh, postings, things like that. You know, like okay, yeah, um, you know, all yeah. of the follow up stuff that you have to do. Essentially, like you know, like the junket that somebody goes on after a movie, you know, to promote it. Like I was yep, like, well, we're yep,
1: st- that that worldwide tour, right?
2: Like, so we're <laughs> still on the promotion junket after it released. Yeah. You know, so it was like my head was still in that game even for part of November. It was like, okay, well, like, and the yeah. part of the, the other thing that I think I really. Um, <clears throat> learned on this. And I, am. it's, it's one of those things I have to, and it's a constant learning for me is, uh, is delegating. I'm, I'm pissed, uh, I'm piss poor at it. Um, so I'm, I, I will be like, I will do everything. I will take it all on. Um, and I was like, that is the quickest way to just hate all of it, all of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I and Jesse, God bless Jesse for so many reasons. Uh, we, her, and I were like talking about, okay, like, what else has to get done? Like, I had a to do list of mile long and she was like, "Well, what's uh, you know?" She, I was like, "What's on your list?" She's like, "What's on your list?" And we're going back and forth. And as I'm going down my list, she's like, "Okay, no, have Kendra do that. No, 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 have Abby do that. Oh, okay, no, 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 I could do that. Okay, what about the other thing? Okay, no, 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 you do that. Okay, no, no, have Kendra do that. You know, <laughs> like, so she was just like, let me help you just get some of this shit off your plate. Um, and I was like, yeah. that is really smart. So that's one of the things that I. I am like taking, I'm ingesting, I am going to let it flow through mm-hmm. me and learn that as much as possible. Um, because yeah. it's really difficult. I, I, am also a consummate control freak, um, which is funny because I don't think people think of me like that, but I very much am. Mm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. um, I think all improvisers are control freaks to be perfectly honest. Um, I, yeah, I do. Yeah? I do. I think we go to improv to try to find a way to cut loose But we glob onto like the rules so hard because we like structure. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people who have like, I I think improvisers have control.
1: Um, Is it, is it easier for you to to navigate through that, through that control, uh, like doing shit online or was it easier doing it like in person?
2: In person. I think because I'm a really physical player, um, I, in person is just way funner for me. Cause I can like, like when I think about Rata shows, like improv shows, um, Jesse and I will often find ourselves like on the floor, like in the, you know, just like in these weird positions, like there's times uh-huh. where I've like, you know, just like wrap Kendra up in something or like whatever. <laughs> like, so there's all kinds of like physical stuff that I like to do as well as when I have other players who play like that. I'm like, yeah, bring it, let's do it. So then mm-hmm. the, the, the play and the connection and the um, collaboration is so present. But like, I can't, you know, like I can't wait share on Zoom. I can't do that. And I miss that. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't like get up in somebody's face and like tickle them or something, you know, like I can't yeah. do that kind of a thing. Um, and so I feel like the, I think with playing live or or in person, I should say with other players, um, I can feel the give and take of the control Mm
3: -hmm. and that
2: is, that's exciting to me. I can feel the place where we're like, oh, okay. Especially when it's somebody that I'm like, oh, I know how to dance with you on stage. Like that's where I'm like, okay, great. You're going to go somewhere and I have no fucking clue where and I'm okay with that.
1: Well, Uh, I mean, for, for, for an artist, right. It's important to feel that exchange because you feel validated or you feel like what you're doing matters. I think, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It feels, um, it's engaging because it feels so immediate and Uh. like the, the immediacy of it, I think is what creates that, that charge, right. Creates that, that, um, that animal, no. And like, uh, and being able to like, you know, I don't know, just see that, you know, you see this happens in theater too, you know, where you, where you're in like week four of a run, y'all know what's happening and now you're just yep. cutting loose and you yep. can play with those beats. You can finesse those moments. You can really fuck with somebody a little bit and it's going to be okay. Cause you know how to handle it. Um, it's finding <laughs> those moments, you know, and like, that's one of the, my favorite things on stage with like, with, with, watching any improv team, right. Not just my own, but any improv team that are, that is a, a, you know, a coalition of people who like love each other. And part of that love is just fucking with each other on stage. Yep. It's my yep. favorite. It's my favorite. Yep. Cause you get the, you know, you know that it's fun. You know that, you know that it's happening. Um, yep. and it's very present. And that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm longing for that day again, in terms of like real world play.
1: I cannot wait because there is nothing like that live, just that live performance, live theater, yo. It's, there's nothing like it. And I I know we're talking about the differences between, between, you know, live theater and then also whatever we do behind a freaking computer screen. But I will say, yo, the Día de los Muertos video, y'all brought like that cultural, exchange for sure Thank it, you. In the way y- y'all brought some historical figures first of all i'm a i will admit i did not know a lot of the shit that y'all that y'all talked about good that's um, what we wanted I, yeah yeah <laughs> like y'all 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 took me to school and i was grateful and um and that was the, and that was one of the things that hit me is that this shit was historical it was like you know I, I was learning something, but it was, like I mentioned earlier, it was fun. It was hilarious. You made the characters personal. You made La Malinche <laughs> funny as fuck, dude. Thank and, you.
2: And I'm like, in love and with it, her. Like, as a historical figure, <laughs> I'm completely in love with her. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna, she's one of those characters that I'm like, I'm just gonna keep writing about you. And, and that's, that's you know. how
1: she came. That's how she, she came across as someone that you'd fuck with. Yeah. And I was like, yo, growing up, like everyone talked shit about La Maliche. Uh-huh. Like growing, growing up Mexican, she was like the fucking traitor. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's, uh, and so I loved what you did with it. You wrote that. Yeah. I did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Jesse helped me edit a bit. Like she gave me really good notes and then I went back and did rewrites, but yeah. Um,
1: yeah, thank
2: you. Yeah. I was really, she's one of the goals that we had when we decided that we were going to do, um, this, The solo sketch to, you know, take it to solo sketch, um, is that we didn't want to do the figures that we already know. You know, we didn't want to do Selena. We have a whole fucking show about her. We're like, we don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. about Selena ever again. If it's just the show that we wrote about her. Great. Um, so we didn't want to do Selena. We didn't want to do Walter. We didn't want to do, you know, sort of the more famous ones, um, Frida. Yeah. We didn't, as much as I love all of those icons, I'm like, there's space for other ones. You know, there's a lot yeah. of space for other yeah. ones. And the and the and the long of Latin American or, you know, history of the Americas is very long. And and has a lot in there. So it, it was really important to us to pick figures that were less popular. Um, and mm-hmm. so we all had to sort of like go and do our little homeworks and come back with a list of who we wanted to do. And um, and we ended up settling on the or not settling, but ended up deciding on these these four women. And and I loved it. Like, I didn't know shit about Polipa Salavadieti before this. And I was like, what a mm-hmm. badass. Like, I was like, she's a spy. She's amazing. Um, you know, like <laughs> Yeah. Um, Sor Juana, I didn't know anything about her and I really love Jesse's interpretation of her as as the nun. She's the nun character. Um, and like, you know, getting to get a little bit more into like Eva Perona as a character, learning more about the Malinche and like just getting to um present these character these women, these figures. Uh these women as not just figures and not just historical, you know, uh uh touchstones but just as people who were like hey like these these were some other things that were really important to me and i think um part of our you know um our our deal has always been like comedy cultura corazón that's what we want to bring at all times and like everything mm. we do is sort of um, guided by those by those principles um and yeah. um And Dia de los Muertos is really a time where we get to coalesce all of that in a very ritualistic kind of way because of the holiday. Um, And when we're doing shows outside of that, you know, when we're doing our, our regular improv shows and stuff, you know, it's very much... You know, we're going to do the scenes with the Tiaz. We're going to do the scenes with the homeboys. We're going to do the scenes with, you know, all the, you know, with Supreme Court justices. We're going to do all of them, you know? Um, And so, so we always are, you know, and a lot of it is, and we do it all bilingually too. So it's like, uh, um, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: we, one of my favorite things that has ever happened is we did a a show with, um, or we did a set at uh, Vision for Vision Latino, which is a young uh theater company here in Chicago. They're Latinx based. Um and they're just a lovely group of people. They did in the Heights. They've done a couple of other shows. They've been like just getting their hustle on as a as a young uh, young theater and they are also deeply uh, supportive of the community, always like shining light and throwing flowers at everybody. Um and they had invited us to come and perform at one of their fundraisers and we we're like absolutely hell yeah. And it was over in Humboldt Park which is a a Puerto Rican neighborhood here in Chicago and like Um, we, we did a show, we did a show. It was a really funny set. Like it, 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 we, we knocked that one out hard that night. Um, and then we ended up doing another show for them sometime later, like another fundraiser sometime in the, after that. And, um, one of the, the Tia's or the moms who had been at the first show was at that second show again. And we had a really good set. I think we did a really good job that night, too, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Um, but the, what the tia said to us afterwards, she's like, oh, I'm so-and-so's mom. And she's like, I love you girls. You girls are great. I When I see you guys, I see myself up there. I love it. And she just was like very, it was like, <laughs> it was, she was felt like my tia, you know, like she was everybody's tia. She's just giving yeah. us love, shedding light and things like that. And she's like, I told my comadres to come to the show tonight because I was like, you have to see Hell these women. Yeah. You have to see them. Like, you know, she's like, that's us when we're being funny kind of a thing. And, like, I like, I get really touched when people say shit like that. So, like, I always have to, like, fight the tears and be like, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and, but I was like, that's so great. I was like, that's, that's it. Like, that's yep. the whole thing, yep. you know. Like, representation matters. And the fact that you're like, yo, these four women on stage yep. – make me think of me and my homegirls doing our thing. I was like, that's, that's the whole gap. That's like, it.
1: Yeah. That's it.
2: We can go home. We're good. Yep. You know, that's it. Um, so it's been a really huge, um, and particularly with the Dia de Cosmorto show, it's been a really huge, um, like blessing and honor. And just like a big compliment that people, you know, like watched it, have responded to it as well as they have. Yeah. Re raised, I think, $500 or something, a little more than congrats, that. Something like that.
1: congrats. Thank
2: you. Um, yeah, and all of those proceeds went to Black Lives Matter Chicago and to Raises in Texas who do um, legal services for refugees and immigrants. Um, so yeah, it was a really big, uh, it was a big to-do. And like the thing that I'm really excited about um, with that, because we now have this piece is I want to work on, um, (laughs) they've already know I've said this, so this is me like saying it so that I do it. (laughs) Um, I, (laughs) I want to work on, um, growing this sort of video version of the show. Um, and I want to apply for like grants so I can get money to do it. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well we have, we have a whole video you can watch about what we're offering because it's all, it's, it, 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 scratches off a lot of the the boxes on grant stuff, right? Yeah. It's cultural, it's educational, it's femme, it's queer, it's all of the things, yeah. right? So I'm like, we can, we could like throw it out. And like my dream in my, in my mind's heart, um, I would love to eventually be able to do our live show. Um, again, um, I would love to be able to do it in Oaxaca. I would love to be able to do it in Mexico city. Like I would love to be able to like travel um, to Mexico and to be able to like, and not just like a one and done. Like I want to create relationships with, with people there and people who are in charge of like, you know, cultural events during that whole you know semana and like being like yes we'd like to be part of it we want to be there we want to like how do we you know and so i know some people who are down there who have connections to some you know artist folk and i'm like all right all right like let's do that um but yeah like my big dream is to like get the grant money to like be able to go to Mexico perform the show there or perform it along, you know, in the Southwest along the border to perform it in a lot of different places and just be able to offer this very um, it's unique. It's a unique yeah. thing. I don't, I've never really seen um, other people. I, I, I've, 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 have I ever seen it? I don't know if I've seen people do improv with this, with a, with a particular cultural lens that is this specific. Yeah. Um, in terms of like a ritualistic holiday. Yep. Um, So that's, that's different. And I'm like, Ooh, like, and I'm sure there's other people doing it like in the world. Like it's, I, I, we can't be the only ones. Um, like no idea is original in that regard. So I'm like, okay, like how do we get access to these people? Like, what do we, how do we Mm -hmm. learn from them? How do we, you know, all of those things. So like, I would love to like grow the show in that way. And again, if there's another pandemic or something, I would love to have that grant money to be like, let's make another movie with it. Let me expand it. I think one of the things that, um, that we really would love to do if we we will probably do another film version of it again next year is my gut is my, my thinking um, is that I want to open it up to invite other women or other femmes to like play because we are, we're all white. You know, (laughs) like we're all Mm -hmm, super light mm -hmm. and like, I'm like, well, like I would love to have, somebody portray Celia Cruz and tell her story. You know, I would like, I would love to get Afro Latinas. I would love to get uh, Asian Latinas. I would love to get, you know, like the, we come in all different shades and colors and experiences. And I would love to be able to like, Invite other folks to like into this process to tell these stories and pay them. Like, that's where the grant money comes in, right? I'm right, like, there's certain right. artists that I'm like, I would love to see you do this. I would love to see you write that. I would love to help be the like the midwife to you birthing that idea or that character. And I want to be able to pay you, you know, what you're <laughs> worth to do it.
1: Um, Absolutely.
2: So that's the other thing where it's like, okay, like, and it's, I think for me and for so many of us, like, it's always. Um, and this is where, this is where I feel like I, I bump up against TikTok culture, right. Where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want the work, and sort of to your point too, right. Where you were like, you want it to feel more purposeful and I, where I'm like, okay, well I want the, the process always has to be for the large, like for, it has to be in purpose and it has to be with like a greater, uh, uh, momentum. For me, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I, if I'm doing this, if I'm going to put my all of this, you know, if I'm going to put a month of no sleep or whatever recovery into it. Um, I want it to be for the benefit of all and not just some. I want mm-hmm. it to be for the uh, inclusivity of as many as possible. I want it mm-hmm. to be with the objective of um, providing people uh, a space or a, a um, experience that they feel connected to or can connect to. And that. Takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes diligence. It takes patience. And I suck at patience for myself. Uh, I'd be patient with a lot of other people. I suck at patience for myself.
1: I know how that feels. I know. I know that feeling all too well. Yes. Yeah. So
2: it's it's yes. a you know it's both ex, uh, creatively very exciting, and it's also one of those things where like in the in the world of putting on different hats, like one of those hats for me moving forward is like oh I gotta be more strategic i have to think more like a stage mm. manager or producer in this regard and i have to like get that whole piece on so that when i'm getting my creative on i could just get my creative on and not be worrying about like oh well, what about that other you can let you it know? flow yeah exactly you know so i feel like that's uh that's where some of the hiccuping was right because it was like mm. in the same day that i'm that i'm uh you know directing the piece is all in that same day. I'm also like acting in that piece. I'm also like, okay, well let me fix hair and makeup. Okay. Well let me like, you know, all the things. And like as fun as that can be, um, if we had had more time, I think in terms of just like being able to spread out shooting days. Yeah. Cause I think we shot, we really realistically only shot two days back to back and then one day of pickup shots. And that was it.
1: Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. For yeah. Well, well, that was 30 minutes, right? For a 30 minute yeah. film. That's insane. That, yeah, no, it was insane. That is insane, it was insane. dude. It was, I mean, we wow. were not,
2: by the, I, I joke uh, that like, you know, by the time we were at like 3 a.m. into Monday morning or whatever, um, you know, we're all punch drunk and tired and like not our best selves and just being fucking <laughs> cranky with each other. And like, I was like, you know what? We leveled up on our intimacy. We were, not, we were a little bit more real with each other than we ever have been. <laughs> and that's good to know that's what happens that's good that's good to know
1: that's what happens
2: and we survived it and there's still all the love you know it makes me think of um <laughs> in her book tina Fey, bossy pants she talks about uh advice that lauren michaels gave her and when she was gonna be uh transitioning into um i wasn't sure i can't remember if it was like her being head writer there or her like being the showrunner for 30 rock okay um uh, but essentially, he told her never hire anyone you didn't want. You don't want to work with. You don't want to see at three AM.
1: Yeah, that's so smart. That is so smart. And
2: <laughs> you know, I remember talking with Jesse about this because that whole week leading into shooting, her and I were on the phone till four in the morning. Three nights that week, four nights <sighs> that week, with like rewriting, editing, talking through things. Da 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 da. You know, just all of that yep. shit. Um, and we went to do something one of those days and like, she dropped me off at my house and you know, we like, and, and the other thing is like, this is my home girl, Right. So like, I'm happy to like talk shit with her and do all this shit with her. Um, and we're out, uh, out front, just kind of like, okay, wrapping up and then just kind of like trailing off. Right. And I tell her this, this Tina Fey thing, right. Right. The Lord Michael's 3am thing. And I was like, listen, girl, I've been up till 4am with you every night this week. And I, I, I can I, all I can say is I'll be up till 3 or 4 a.m. with you tomorrow and that's a good day for me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like I'm happy to see you at that time and she was like same you know <laughs> she was like hell yeah like and that's one of those things where I'm like yeah it's important and so like the You know, Abby and Jesse and, and Kendra, like all of us were like working our, and Luis, we were all working our asses off and Nathan, our cinematographer, like, to like the wee hours and that shit's difficult and hard. And if you can do that with people who are willing to be kind and also willing to be forgiving, (laughs) like that's, that's, that's a big plus. That's a big
1: plus. Finding that group of people is key. Yo, know, yeah. the your collaborators. Your collaborators yeah. are everything. It takes it takes a team. It takes a village for it's real.
0: Hell yeah. You
1: it's know, real. I, th- I think there's something, and there is something really special about, about your group, about your your Ratas group. For real, Thank for real. You. And, and not just based off of uh, what I saw, but from conversation you said earlier. I mean, you were talking earlier about what y'all did. Uh, your improv, what you did. I mean, we all have this... I mean, when we think of improv, we think of comedy, right? We think of laughing. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's just the the norm. That's what people Mm -hmm. associate it with. And it's awesome. Improv is awesome. Improv is comedy, right? But when you started talking about what y'all did for the Dio de los Muertos, yo, and like that cultural exchange, getting those people talking about their stories, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that is so... To me, that is very special. That is, that's theater. You know, that's it more, to, to me, that's more than improv. I mean, yeah. it, 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 but it, but it is improv. You know, it's improv that I've, I've never seen. I've, I don't know. I've never experienced that before. And I think it's so amazing that you're doing that. Was that, was that intentional? Did y'all like set out to do that specifically or okay? like, did you and fall the, into it? In the live it?
2: shows? In the live yeah, shows?
1: Yeah. Or like just in your, in your group, and your collective in general.
2: I think that we, did we set out to, sorry, I just want to make sure i understand the question. Um, did we set out to sort of create that cultural exchange or create that?
1: Yeah. That, that platform where it's like, you know what, we're not searching for laughs here necessarily. Like let's create this, this moment. You know? I
2: think with, in particularly with the Dia de los Muertos show, we give ourselves a lot of permission to like, not be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we're funny. Like we're fucking funny. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's a given. Like I, we don't have to work, we have to work for it, but we don't have to work too hard. Right. Um, and I think for the other, muertos, one of the things going into it initially into those first live shows was giving ourselves just being like, listen, because we are dealing with, with, with live ammo, we're dealing with somebody's, you know, past loved one, you know, we have to be really respectful and we have to be really really um generous with how we handle that. Mm-hmm. Um and I think because and and for me when we were sort of getting ready to do it the first time, I was like it cuz each of us took turns interviewing somebody. Um My main thing was like, you know, and it was a lot of like doing a lot of the teaching artist training that I've like done with you and other folks at ET where it was just like, I really like we need to be present with that person. Yeah, You need to be listening harder than you've ever listened to anybody on stage in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) everything. If it seems like they don't want to go down that avenue, don't ask that question. You know like yeah. um, and, and also giving ourselves things that we could fall back to what are questions we could ask that were're not gonna be too intimate or too you know um, feel too invasive yeah um, And thankfully everyone, and again, like it was always an invitation. We, we told everyone, we were like, you do not have to put a name in. If you, if you want to just be in the room, that is more than enough. Like, but if you want to participate in this particular way, know that this is what will happen with this. Um, and so because it was invitational, everyone who did offer something was very aware of what would be happening with it. So there was already buy-in, right? So when we got like a bowl full of names, we were like, okay, we have a lot of buy-in in this room. Um, and and i think that speaks to um to to all of our our collective um care i think is what that mm-hmm. speaks to and like uh the way that we want to take care of people and the way that we want to make sure that like if we are asking you to do this very vulnerable thing with us we are going to absolutely take care of you um and yeah. people were really really responsive and lovely i think we do have that video we have one of those videos up i think our first video our first dia de los muertos just the live show um, is up on our YouTube channel too. Um, okay. yeah. Okay, if you do want to take a peek at that. Like you can see some of that, but yeah, it's very, it's not solo sketch. So it's just very different than what than the other sort of those 2020 is.
1: Um, but yeah, it's- I just think it's so, I, I just think it's so cool because we're so used to like sketch comedy yeah. improv, you know what I mean? And and I know how big improv is for you. I mean, at, since I've known you, improv was like what I associated yeah. you as. You know, like Marilette and yeah. improv. Like that's she's so great at it, and that's that's a big part of who Thanks she fun. is. You know, and yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I I think as as an actor, I allow improv to guide me and to explore. Characters and mm-hmm. certain yeah. roles, and and really just um, throw things against the wall, right? That's what improv allows me. I'm not necessarily searching for laughs or comedy all the time, right? Is obviously that for me, it's important to access that in order to to explore those characters and for and for what I'm I'm creating artistically. Do you think tapping into that spectrum, whatever that is, is important as a human being too?
2: I do I feel like um, I feel like all of the rules of improv make you a good like uh, a present person, right? so if the if the rule is, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna listen wholeheartedly to you, to your body, to your breath, I'm just going to be present to you, and my whole job is to make you look good, to listen to you and make you look good, like imagine approaching a challenging conversation mm-hmm. with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Going into a conversation with your mom, <laughs> yeah, your, your ex, whoever it is, right? Like where you're like, ooh, I'm gonna have a lot of feelings about this, um, but going in with the mindset of like, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna listen as hard as I can, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of this person. Um, granted, take care of serve you, mm-hmm. all the things, right? There's a lot of different things, but it's like the tenants of listening, the tenants of being a good scene partner are also the tenants of just being present during a conversation. The tenants of being of of rules like yes anding, right? Like again, the why not versus yeah. the why people. the no buts are the why people. the yes and are the why not. you know? um, and those things can look literal big on a day to day basis. And I think that that's um that there is a lot of merit to what improv can teach you both uh, just as a person, just as a person. Like, I feel like a lot of, um, one of the things that I I found about improv, like sort of being in improv in in San Francisco versus being in improv in Chicago. In Chicago, it's a whole industry. It's a whole pipeline, right? You have, there's a direct pipeline from second city to, to Saturday night. Um, There is Thousands of people who move to Chicago every year with the sole purpose of being like, I'm going to do improv, I'm going to do sketch, I'm going to go to the Annoyance and I.O. and Second City, and then I'm going to go to SNL, and then I'm going to go whatever. Right? Like, there's a the whole mythos of comedy here, um, and in San Francisco. The comedy landscape, I would say, is more related to stand-up than it is to improv mm-hmm. or sketch. Um, there's an amazing stand-up scene in San Francisco. There's a great deal of stand-ups who have come out of SF or who have, who, who did time in SF before they got big. Um, Ali Wong, born and raised San right. Francisco. Yep. I saw her do open mics at the Brainwash Cafe on Folsom and wow. Eight. You know, like. No yeah, you know, Guy Branum, who wrote for Mindy Project. I saw him do sets at Brainwash. You know, there's a Kamal, W. Kamal Bell, who's on CNN. You know, like, all of these people who are like, uh, Kevin Avery, he won a fucking Emmy for the t- the Daily Show. Saw him do open mics in SF. Yep. You know, so, like, I feel like the comedy landscape in San Francisco and the Bay tends to be a little bit more um, uh, stand-up. Or Aisha Tyler, she's another mm. one. Uh, also SF native. Um, so doing improv there and sort of seeing like who was taking improv, what was happening and with improv. A lot of the people that I met um, at Lila, which is where I ended up studying mostly and then teaching um, is were were people who were like in the tech industry and like the tech world figured out that like, Oh, if you do improv, that makes you more like a human. So like, go, go take <laughs> lessons. We'll, we'll pay for all of our, you know, all of our, uh, what is it? programmers to go take improv lessons. Um, so I would be, te- I would be teaching Monday night drop-in classes and like, I'd be like, Oh, just like go around the circle, say who you are and like something about yourself. And automatically like in America, that means, let me tell you what I do for a living.
1: Right. And, yep. and yep. so good old corporate um, America. <laughs>
2: exactly. Let me tell you what I do for a living. So you know how to treat me.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and yep. so, uh, so you know how important I am. I work at Google <laughs> um, and what was also interesting, Carlos, is all of these people who were like, I work at Google, I work at Facebook, I work at Amazon, I work wherever. Like, and then, granted, I'm making that voice, but by and large, many of these people were very nice. Some of them, <laughs> not so much. Um, but uh-huh. many of them were uh-huh. very, very kind. Um it was always a really interesting thing being like when they were like, Where are you from? I was like, here. No, but like, where are you from? No, I'm from here. I was born and raised here in San Francisco. I didn't move anywhere. I just was born here. I've never <laughs> left here. Here I am. <laughs> and, like, um, and and so they would also have that like uh, reaction of like, oh, like I am sorry for being responsible for the gentrification. Um, mm-hmm. So it was always really uh, so it it prompted many interesting conversations, right? And like mm-hmm. to that uh, to that extent of like being a human and being a person. Right. It was like, okay, well, like here we are doing this, this improv thing that has made us now both uh, uh, play together and we've laughed and we've shared these things. And now we're learning about each other as Cuba because one of the things that um, we would usually do after a drop in class is we would invite people to go to the, uh, the chief den, which was just around the corner because uh, Lila operated out of um, they still do out of the uh, Chronicle building. And mm. um And so we'd go around the corner to the chieftain and like, just like have a beer with people who were in class and get to know people and just sort of like create community in that way. Right. Um, which was awesome. I loved that. And so we'd go to the bar and we talk and we know, okay, everyone's like, I'm from X, Y, Z, none of them being SF or the Bay area proper. And, uh, and so they would, were very, would get very curious about like what my experience was like being, being a native of San Francisco and being somebody who's witnessed um, the city change, you know, radically in a short period of time. And I was, I, you know, me, I don't sugarcoat. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, yeah, well, yeah. let me tell you why. Um, yep. And then, and then of course, because I'm me, I'd also be like, well, here's what you can go back and tell uh, the people you work for about San Francisco that they're disenfranchising. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you go over to Facebook and you tell that Mark Zuckerberg all the following. Uh-huh. Uh, here's a list. <laughs> even though even though he's already listening he's already listening
1: um, yeah i'm telling you he's he's in uh, your snowball yeah. he's he's in your snowball he's in he's right here he's in the snowball
2: he's <laughs> listening with
1: little, yo i just, little just gonna come i just i just out just watched um snowden the the movie uh-huh. i don't know if you saw that that shit is insane Sn- i mean i re- no i don't think no, i've seen I, that I, I already knew the story obviously cuz it was you know, all over the news. Uh, whenever it happened, you know, years back, early 2000s, early 2000s, mid to mid 2000s. Okay. Edward Snowden, right? When he, when he gave up okay. all the, all the information about the CIA spying and and all that shit. Yep. That shit was crazy. It blew my mind. I didn't know how deep that shit went. I mean, granted the movie was probably most likely uh, dramatized, you know? But right. s- but well, still, but probably. how much though? How much? You know? <laughs> Anyways, that yeah, that blew my mind. That was a little that was a little Yeah, tangent. I
2: mean No, but it's like well, that's the thing, right? Like who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Which way do you will get to yep. like, you know, what do you get to, what gets embellished for TV or for film? Uh where does the, the line right, blur?
1: Right, 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 right. Uh Mani, besides besides doing uh <laughs> besides doing comedy sports and um, working, working with ratas. <laughs> uh, I want to get into. I want to get into the Selena thing that you're that you're doing. I don't. I, first of all, first it. of all, have you watched any of the new shows on Netflix? Those. I
2: have not I have not I'm giving I'm gonna I'm gonna like watch it all I've mostly been looking at like the hot takes and that's been entertaining AF Um, but yeah there's part of me that's like really nervous to watch it like I almost don't want to because I'm like I've heard so many mixed things
1: yeah there's Um, there's controversy behind it right
2: there's but there's, there's always, always controversy la cosa you know like there's um there's always controversy about it but around her, particularly around like her estate yeah. and what gets portrayed because you know her family in particular, her father has yep. such a, a stronghold on what that narrative yep. looks like um so yeah, it's a complex little little mm, to do I know <laughs> i well, one
1: of the one of the things I heard besides you know the the complexities of the the story itself is the budget on it. I feel like there's a lot of talk that the budget's low, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? I've seen a lot of low-budget things that because mm-hmm. because they had such big constraints and boundaries, like the artist went off and made it fantastic, right? You know? But with also that being said, I feel like low-budget and with Selena, like, <sighs> come on.
2: I mean, I, let's, l- I mean, as as great as Netflix can be about some things, they're not a hundred about yep. it all. All right. Yep. Like, like gay for them for being like, oh, we're sorry, Dave Chappelle we will take it off <laughs> because it hurts your feelings. But like, also, fuck you, Monique. We're not going to pay you the money hey. you deserve, you know? Hey. Like, so I, they're not, they're, they're not absolvable yep. in my mind. I'm like, you're still a corporation, yep. whatever. Yep. Um at the end of the day, Netflix is going to get theirs. Um, so I think it is uh, a an interesting choice and a uh, questionable yep. choice that they would choose to be sort of skimpy with a budget yep. for a show that would have uh, this level of buzz, an inherent general already, buzz, already you know? just
1: just on the name alone, you know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. How? Wh- what makes your show better? If I don't know if you could talk about it, can, <laughs> can you talk about it? Yeah,
2: I can totally talk about. Okay. It. Yeah. So we did a show last year. Um. It, so our the last run that we did at the annoyance, uh, we did six week run, and each week of our run, we had a different theme for the show, and so we closed our our run with our Selena show, and so the show is called the Invocation of Selena. And essentially the show that we presented is one show. And then the show that like exists in our minds that has like the Sábado Gigante budget is a whole other show. (laughs) Um, So the show that we presented uh, last year, was similar to the, the Dia de los Muertos in that it was solo sketch show. So each of us was doing a different character piece or different character mm-hmm. pieces. We each did two pieces. Um, and so the show opened with us, Ratas, coming out, doing our thing and sort of invoking Selena, like doing a, doing a little brujerias to invoke Selena and involved like a slice of pizza, a bustier, some red lipstick, <laughs> hoop earrings, like getting the audience to go like, Ay, como me duele, like doing a whole thing, right? Um, and then we had a Selena appear in the form of like a little lego selena in like a bedazzled box um and like she was all like voiceovers from interviews whenever we would talk to her right um which was just really Uh cute um and so then each of us we we used essentially the um the film selena as the inspiration from the show so each of us takes different turns being um, doing a character based, based off of someone in the movie and then another piece. So like the pieces that are based off of characters from the movie were like, um, Abby play at one point plays, uh, the bitchy boutique lady who doesn't sell so the the woman who's like that dress is $700. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So at one point, Abby plays that woman in a solo sketch. Um, Kendra plays, <laughs> this might be my favorite one. Um, Remember in the movie when they're playing in Monterrey and the the fucking the the incendiary is about to collapse oh, yeah, and the yeah, stage yeah. is gonna collapse because yep. there are all the people and have to stop right and there's that one woman who's got her face pushed against the fence. <laughs> I <Asin. Yeah>. see. <laughs> Kendra does a sketch as that
1: woman. Wow! And like the whole,
2: and it's like the the sketch is like her like coming out of the hospital with all of these uh like wow. um, injuries, but being like, I don't care. I got to see Selena. You
1: this know? is so genius. Um, it's literally like spinoffs <laughs> of the characters that you would not think.
2: Jesse's character was also really awesome. She plays the the cholo who has the like the bumper with the car. Selinas. Yeah, rewind. Um, she does yeah, but so let me Rewind, she does a whole sketch as, as that character but like he's gone around collecting other weird things from Selena. She's like this this nail was a nail that she got when she was at like in Corpus Christi like I like this was like a piece of chica that she chewed or like you know like all this other shit that like he's created a whole like uh, uh, mausoleum in his in his garage wow. with shit dedicated to Selena. Um I played um I didn't play Yolanda, but I played Lupe Ontiveras, the actress who played Yolanda. Oh, okay. So I do I do a monologue as Lupe being like, you guys, I'm not Yolanda. Like I'm an actor. <laughs> um, and so like those were those pieces. And then we got into some other pieces. So like uh, Abby did a piece, uh, no, no. Kendra did a piece that's like a Chua Selena song that is um, uh, sort of essentially like the the aftermath of a breakup mm-hmm. and so it's the sort of it's and it's done totally in silence so it's like just more of a physical piece um but you hear selena playing throughout this piece oh, cool. um abby did a piece as like uh as being like i'm auditioning for the selena the netflix selena series um, and so she, it's like her her audition for that But she's like in the piece. She's also like, oh, like I auditioned for the movie when I was little, but you guys didn't (laughs) want to give it to me, you know, (laughs) like so, like all of that shit. And then Jesse's piece fucking kills me. Jesse's piece is like a Selena song medley. So she plays a. um, (laughs) We got the only two other people to appear in the show that were not de los patas were our friends Neftali and Alexis. And they were in, je- in the background of Jesse's sketch mm-hmm. and they, um, cause they were playing a Selena y los Dinos tribute band.
3: Ooh. And
2: so, Neftali uh, was dressed as AB Alexis was dressed as Suzette. And so essentially like Jesse comes in as the Selena impersonator uh, who just got dumped by her boyfriend. And she's using all of these Selena songs to like work out this relationship. <laughs> uh, and so she, she does like, you know, a little, like little, 20 second lip syncs to like five different songs. Um, and it's really, really funny. Cause just Jesse, my, one of my favorite things about her as a performer is her face. She has such an expressive face and she's just not afraid to be like goofy and weird and silly. And so she makes the best weirdest faces.
1: Let me, um, is she the one who played the nun? Yes. Yeah. Yep. yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. She's great. <laughs> she's, she's she's amazing. She's great. She's great.
2: Yeah. Yes. And so she does that piece, and then my piece. I always laugh because I'm. I always joke that I'm like I'm not. I'm like no. I'm the bitch who's going to make you cry. Like any time on stage, I'm like no 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 no. I'm the not funny one of Radhika's podcast. I'm here <laughs> to be like. I'm here to be like feelings, because <laughs> um, so the last piece I do is. Uh, uh, we've, we've, we started calling it Nenna Talk. So it's like a TED talk, but it's a Nena Talk. Yeah. Um, and it's oh essentially my, it's my, my sort of academic critique or, or pondering of um, what would we be like? How would, how would we culturally be different if Selena wasn't taken from us when she was taken from us? Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of times that when somebody dies really young, uh, we're like, oh, their potential, their potential, and we're left sort of wondering a whole lot about them as an individual, as their their journey as an artist has been cut short. All of that, and with someone like Selena, and I also compare it to uh, compare her to Richie Valens as well, mm-hmm. who was also another you know uh, Latin icon who died very. He was 18 years old when he yep. died. Yep. He was only famous for six months before he died in that plane crash. Yep, and so. You know, these both of these icons who died very young under the age of 25. She was what, 22? He was 18. And like, um, for me, I was like, well, what? How would we be different? You know, like, would there still be little kids in cages if you had a Selena who, you know, who had this Selena? I draw parallels between her and Beyonce. Mm -hmm. not to fuck it up and gina rodriguez a bit about it but too uh but because there's a lot of similarities between the two of them yeah they're both from texas they both came up in like family music bands they both were like fashiony icons you know they uh so there's a lot that's like similar in their in sort of the the, the the foundational roots right um and for me i'm like well Selena's only, I think, eight years older than Beyonce.
0: Yep.
2: And so like, what would it look like if Selena would have had her chance to release her Lemonade? Like what would what would her message bit have been? What would her calling have been to people? What what was her call to action? Right? If Beyonce's Mm -hmm. if Beyonce's call to action with lemonade uh, with uh was formation, like let's get in formation, let's do this, let's have a stadium full of Black Panther dressed dancers up in this bitch. You know what would that have looked like if Selena got to do her version of that with like a bunch of fucking zapatistas dancing or like guerreras as dancing, you know, like what would that have looked like for us? Yeah. How would we have, how would we culturally be different if we got to grow with our, our icon the way that, you know, the, the way that bl- black Americans or black people have gotten to grow with Beyonce. And yep. that's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's such a necessary thing. And I, and I worship at the, at the altar of Beyonce. Like, yeah. Um, and so, but I draw the parallel because I'm like, we will, we don't know. We'll never get to know like how that this one person's impact would have permeated other things. Would kids still be in cages? Maybe, but we'd have a different advocate for us.
1: That's who had a, who such has a, bigger a
2: platform. You know, what, what? you a, know,
1: That's such a powerful thought. Oh my God. Thank you. That's Um, such a,
2: but again, I'm like, I'm not here for the funny. I'm just going to (laughs) make you cry. Um,
1: Obviously um, you're making me (laughs) feel shit right now.
2: um, (laughs) So yeah, so like, that was like the piece that (laughs) I, I was, you know, and then, so after that we closed the, or transitioned to, into, um, I had asked people on Facebook to be like, to write in, uh, where were you when you found out Selena died? Mm. Um, and so we ended up reading a bunch of these like quotes from people. So like one of them, one of my favorite ones was like, cause it's just a good laugh too. Um, it was like, I found out that night, the way I got all of my news, they announced it on Primer Impacto. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and the, other thing that I, the other thing that I thought was important was I wanted to, I, I, I asked people to put where they like the city that they were in. So it was like, uh-huh. I asked, you know, I got it from where I got all my news. Primer impacto, San Antonio, Texas, you know, um, wow. you know, another person was like, um, my sister kept crying and I didn't understand why I was in my bathroom, Chicago, Illinois, you know, like things like that
3: yeah um, so like we we
2: had read all of these these different accounts of where people were and then we invited the audience to sort of share like where were you or when you found out kind of thing uh Maricela happened to be there that night and she's from texas so she was like oh yeah let me tell oh, you oh yeah? Uh, yeah oh dope um so it was cool to just sort of have that that offer you know have them involved too um and then we offered a toast and then like did a little dance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like the, the like bare bones version of what the show was. Uh, and it was really fun. We sold that show out. It was a good laugh. People really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And it's one of those scripts that I like, I keep coming back to. I'm talking with a the theater in the Bay about like helping us develop it. Um, but that's all like, no, um, no, but, battle, in the battle, like yeah. big version of the show that like in the in the fully realized version of the show that I see in my head and that we see, and we've talked about. Uh, as a group is like, we want Selena to be live. We want there to be a drag queen playing Selena who could like, yes, do, who could yes. do lip syncs, you know, <laughs> where we could have, we also want to incorporate more dance numbers with us and her. Um, I have a couple other sketches that I've been like, Oh, I want to add a sketch. I want to add, you know, a Chico del Apartamento 512 sketch. I want to add a, um, a couple of other things, you know? So it's, it's still a show mm-hmm. that's very much in the works um, in terms of what we would like to grow it to be.
1: Yeah. Um, is there, is there any way that people can like support? I don't know if you hold, I, I'm sure you hold fundraisers and stuff for those, you know,
2: you know, we haven't really f- done any like fundraising for our, um, for any of the stuff that like the Dia de los Muertos stuff no. was all produced. That was our little shoestring budget. Like it was, it was made for a thousand dollars. We made it all for a thousand dollars. Um, and all of the money that we had sourced from it was money that we had earned from, um, from doing gigs at other theaters. So we were really, really uh, blessed last year that we got, we got flown out to a lot of different places to perform and to teach. So we got to go to, we got to go to Austin, Texas. We got to go to LA. We went to San Francisco. We went to St. Louis close by. Um, and we got to we got paid to perform and teach there, so all of the money that we had gotten from these gigs were like okay, like that's what that's our little nest egg, and that's what we're going to use to shoot this film. Um, right, right. So I think what our, looking forward, like what our goal, like what we're like looking to do, is we definitely want to um, start producing more, just sort of online content, uh, just to generate that stuff, and like just do you know be able to release like sketches, you know, be be them as small as TikToks or more like fully produced like three minute sketches, whatever, just be able to yeah. like generate more content um, on a budget. Um and then eventually I'm sure like we will find a way to just like start raising money so that we can start doing these other bigger projects that we want to do. Um Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happens, I'll let y'all know.
1: <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, I'm assuming the best place uh that that i found to kind of uh, stay up to what are y'all doing is is Instagram, yeah, right? And then Instagram. those couple of videos yeah, on YouTube. Our Instagram
2: has all most of our information. We just we uh, we launched the YouTube channel with the Dia de los Muertos videos. So that's like I'm like, okay, we have it now, let's Let's start putting stuff on it. Um, So yeah, so we're going to start generating more content there. Um, And then, yeah, just seeing sort of what else we can do and where else we want to take it, you know? And it's one of the, the really awesome and wonderful things about working with with all these women is that they're all radically talented and like and individually such like hustlers and go-getters so like everyone's working on their own shit jesse's doing a show with las locas no week abby's working on a script that she's been writing kendra's been working on like art direction shit you know so we're all like working on our, I'm working on, uh, like I, right now I'm just trying to get my audition packet stuff together. Cause I've been real lazy about it. Um, so, mm. I, so, so I set up a little date with Ugo and I was like, Ida, uh-huh. I have to memorize this monologue. If not, I'm not going to memorize it. I was like, can you coach me on this monologue <laughs> put it out there. on the 17th? And he was like, yeah, I got you. And I was like, okay, good. And I was like, that shit's on Thursday. I got to memorize this monologue like today. Um, But it's like, again, for me, I'm like, I just need to give myself those little things, you know, to like be like, all right.
1: And what? When you say audition packet, you mean like like memorizing different monologues, like getting ready for yeah, auditions also, or like, and also for
2: like agent submissions and stuff like that. Like I haven't really okay, like done okay. any of that work. And it's like a lot of times it's like, yeah, do a couple of monologues, do, you know, hear some sides or whatever, or tell a story. Mm. If you do stand up, do your stand up. If you do solo sketch, do your solo sketch. Um, whatever. Like Malinche is also one of those pieces that like when I initially wrote it, I didn't I, ha- I didn't incorporate anything about Dia de los Muertos in it. I didn't talk about the holiday. I had, mm. I had written something else, and I wish I would have saved that draft. Um, but I went back, and when I was reading the script as a whole, uh, everyone had mentioned the holiday, and I didn't. And I was like, shit. <laughs> And I wrestled because I was like, if I tell Jessie, she's going to be like, you have to write it. You have to put something in there. If everybody else did it, it's the fucking point of the video. I was like, but if I don't tell her, I won't have to. But I was like, I'm going (laughs) to tell her. And so like, you know, and thankfully, like we, I told her and she was like, shit, you know? So she like, she goes back and she reads it. She's like, she was like, I get how this stands alone by itself, but because it's with all these other, with all of, you know, for this video, like, yeah, do it. I was like, okay, I'm not happy about it, but I'll do it. <laughs> you know, she was like, I'm not yeah, happy about it yeah. for you, but yeah, we got to do it. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> you know, um, so like, that's a piece that I'm going to rework. So that I just have that in my back pocket to like do if somebody's like, oh, do you do solo sketch? I'm like, yeah, here's a piece I could do that.
3: Boom. Um, yeah. and,
2: it, and, yeah. and again, purely on my aesthetic where I'm like, no, no, that's, that's a piece that's like funny, but feelings. Um, so yeah. So I think for me right now, I'm just like working on audition packet and just getting, getting that, that actor part of my life, like back up and running. Cause I feel like I just sort of like shut that all down. Um, which I forgive myself for and I'm okay with
1: cause we're in a pandemic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You, just, you shot a film and in- and you had to you had to re-energize from it yeah literally you literally. learned so many new skills i did uh mari before we go um i know i know we mentioned or er- i mentioned earlier uh about showcasing anything yeah uh for us is there anything anything you want to perform uh anything you want to talk about before we get out of here if not we can direct people to your instagram <laughs> or youtube
2: um <laughs> yeah <let's laughs> do I could do a little character monologue we could do a little bit of that um okay cool uh, so all that means yeah. is I'm gonna get a little like suggestion from you and like okay. I'll just I'll do a character monologue um yeah I'll call my I'll, I'll call my out I'll
1: call my out <laughs> okay <laughs> um, okay cool cool
2: so for a suggestion can I get
0: um what's a uh What's a feeling that makes you uh, uncomfortable?
1: Ooh, a feeling that makes me uncomfortable. Something that makes me uncomfortable is when like two people are arguing in front of me (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like fighting in front of me. Okay. So like
2: conflict, conflict is a, is a conflict. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Okay. I'll take conflict.
0: I'm, get, I'm gonna need you to hear me this time. Okay? No, 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 no. Go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My fault. My fault. I did that. I did that. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna just back up there a little bit, Ramon, because you didn't hear a thing I said. When I said that I wanted to go to Panchitas and not to Roscoe's, you got in my face. In my face. <laughs> Right here. You know that I have at least a one-foot wall. Unless I said it is okay. But no, you decided to dis I am not finished, Ramona. You decided to disrespect I am not finished. You decided
0: to disrespect my space. I I
2: know. Yes, I love you too. I don't give a shit that we're in the middle of a Wendy's. You're gonna hear what I have to say. This, number two, thank you. <laughs> Next time you passive aggressively ask me where I want to eat, because you ask me this every single day. But yet, you have no idea where you want to eat until I say where I want to eat. And then you're like, no, no, I don't feel like that. No. <laughs> if that's how you feel, us where you can eat? Your mom's house. You can go all the way to Letty's house. I don't care how much traffic there is. Go over there, eat with your mom, cry into your atole. I don't care.
0: <laughs> pull- I said, cry at your mom's house. Don't cry here. Ramon, pull it to. We are. There is a little girl playing with a toy over there. If she sees you cry, do you know how badly you're going to freak her out? I said.
2: I'm going to need you to take that fry, put it in your mouth and chew to occupy your face so that it doesn't make all these mocos come out because you look ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) We're all done. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Ah! Bravo, bravo, bravo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that was great oh, yo. that was so great you're a master you're a true true fucking master oh, at what you do um, I know I know we didn't talk about um, uh, nearly close to all the things that you do <laughs> you're so talented um, I know we mainly focused on improv but I'm glad we did because yes. um, I've learned I've learned so much about improv from, from watching you okay. navigate through it and uh and play with it and also through uh through your new mediums and through your uh through your uh, new collectives eso. so i'll super happy we got to talk Me about too. it
2: it's so good to see you man <laughs>
1: yeah thank you thank you thank you you too um a few things before yeah, we go yeah. i want to make sure that you you plug anything that you want to plug yeah. um if you have if you have anything to plug so people can continue supporting Coach. following you
2: Um, Yeah. So, uh, my personal, uh, Instagram is at Marilette Martinez SF. Uh, you can find me there. Um, you can also find, uh, ratas de dos patas there. I believe our Instagram is at ratas underscore de underscore dos underscore patas. Uh, that's on our Instagram. That also has our link tree to like our YouTube channel, as well as some other stuff that we got going on there. Um, what else? I'm on a Face. You can find me. I'm on Marila Martinez. Although I will say I'm really bad at accepting friend requests from people I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad. Here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, hey, I'll so, be like, so, I don't know you. I, for me too, like it. sometimes it doesn't even alert me or I, just, I don't realize it. it alerts me. So I don't even see it most of the times. So I don't yeah, know if that or- happens to you. I just
2: feel like if I don't know you, like I don't want you on my Facebook shit. Like I don't care if you follow like Straight (laughs) straight up. Because that's like where my family shit is too, you know? And I'm like, okay. Yep. Um, Yep. And I'm like, y'all don't need to be all up in their business. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's that. Uh, Rata's YouTube channel, that's that, that, that. Oh, um, Comedy Sports, they have an Instagram. I believe that's at, uh, let me just make sure I know what that is. Um, they're on Twitch, first and foremost. That's where you can watch our shows. Uh, and our Twitch channel is um, CSZN. Uh, and then let me just make sure I know the um, proper. Uh, yeah, so on Instagram, we're uh, at Comedy Sports. Sports is with a Z. Uh, at Comedy Sports Shy, C-H-I. C-H-I. Um, And you can watch Twitch there, lots of funny people. But those are the main things that I'm I'm plugging, I think, right now. Um, Anything else I need to plug? I think that's it. Cool. I think that's it for now. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool. Looking forward to, to all this stuff. Yeah. Y'all put out, yo. Thank uh, you. And then I have one last itty bitsy tiny question. Yeah, go pregunta, ahead, spider. Before ahead. we say goodbye to everyone and ask, I ask everyone who, who comes yeah. on the podcast this question, okay? In one word, yeah. what is art to you?
0: Ooh,
2: all. I had some, you know, what's funny about, I, it's the same answer I gave somebody else um i i ugo and i used to throw these halloween parties mm-hmm. and this one fellow who i think did a show with ugo at Alter altar theater um came and i and he was dressed as a piece of art i think or an artist or something he had overalls on that were like painted and all kind of stuff uh and he had people write on his overalls what they thought art was and um and maybe it's because I was a little bit like t- toasty at that point in the party. <laughs> but uh, like, I just turned around and this guy was like, what is art? Write it on my overall. <laughs> and I was just like, all, that's all I wrote. I was like, all, it's all art, all of it. If you choose to see it that way. Wow. Um, and I think that, 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 answer still holds water for me. So I will, I will recommit to that. I think that there is art in, in many, many things that we do and, and that are just out there. And if we are willing to see that in it, um, we might be a little better off. I don't know. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Marilette.
2: Thank you. Thank this you. was so lovely. And I'm so proud of you for like doing this and getting your hustle on and connecting to people and, and connecting people to other people. And just like, you know, like we were saying early, early, like, you know, the discipline and the, the focus it takes to do something like this is is hefty and it is a lot a big undertaking to be all all of the hats that you are wearing so just like keep on keeping on and like I'm so proud of you and I just I'm excited for for this um creative birthing that you are doing it's it's special and beautiful so thank you
1: I appreciate that dude I appreciate that I you know more than anything I want to connect with people and I want to uh and I want to help people you know and at the same time I'm having fun I'm fucking having fun Go I love ahead. learning. I love talking. So, hey,
2: <laughs> it's all
1: it's all gravy right That's now. That's the
2: one, right? Just it's all gravy. It, it, love it. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yes. <laughs> I know you're busy. I'm a I'm gonna stop the recording. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll get, we'll catch you on the other. Thanks one. Thanks, everyone for listening. Follow Marilette. <laughs> please, please follow her.
2: Yeah, follow me.
1: We'll catch you on the on the flip side. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye.